welcome to Chat to the Future, a new show you can find only here on Work Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Taylor, and I'm joined by my co-host, Preeti Trivedi. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Preeti. And we're so excited to have with us today a WeWork Soho West member, Peter Taylor of Plug. Hi, Victoria. Hello, Peter. Welcome. Um, So tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Plug. Well, in 2012, I was given a life-changing opportunity to be the songwriter for President Obama's campaign. And in order to get that gig, I had to create videos that plugged my work as a songwriter. Uh, Luckily, I had access to expensive tools, which let me create videos on my Mac. But there are hundreds of millions of creators who did not have access to those tools then and still don't today. Uh, The world now watches videos silently. So if you want to create a video that your fans will want to share, you need to tell a story using text. And Plug is the first video app that makes that possible. We strip away the editor and allow a multi-scene video, which is driven by text, to be created in real time by tapping your screen. We've basically turned a complicated project into a fun game. And for me, that's the thrill on a user's face as they see how easy it is to tell a story with video uh, that, that, that keeps me going. Wow. That's amazing. So Preeti and I were talking about a, a certain show that is all about video and live performance, Preeti. Are you talking about the cartoon cult classic Gem and the Holograms? Is that what you're talking oh, about right truly now? Truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Um, yeah. So, you know, in thinking about how people use uh, technology and how musicians have used technology, preferably in cartoon form, uh, we looked at Gem and the Holograms. They had Synergy, which was a computer that helped them transform into this, their amazing music. Super goes Right. And what was the jewelry that they wore? They had earrings and they would trans- flip the earrings and the Synergy would transform her from Jerrica to Gem and... It would be truly outrageous. So we're wondering if Plug is ever in the future going to have a component where you could wear wearable tech that makes you amazing musical performer and help activate (laughs) all of your fans. Yeah, um, I I would want to have one of those rings that change colors when the temperature, (laughs) the mood rings. Um, I lived on my mood ring. I think it's still inside of some toy chest that my mom has at home (laughs) that I have yet to discover. But. You need to find that. I need to go find them. I'm going to go. I'll be back in like six minutes. I'm going to go to Rhode Island and I'll I'll be back in a second. (laughs) Um, So also Victoria mentioned Jerrica and Jem, her alter ego. And when we talk about how a lot of musicians get started, a lot of time your music career is your side hustle, sort of your your rock star alter ego um, to your regular everyday life. And a lot of people in these tech savvy companies can build their alter egos and promote their alter egos through plugs. So we wanted to know who your rock star alter ego would be if you could create a rock star version of yourself. Without doubt, I would want to be in my alter ego, a surfing instructor (laughs) in Maui that has a viral fan base because he plays his ukulele on his surfboard (laughs) while surfing down the waves. And records covers of today's top pop hits. Even though that takes place in Maui, that feels like the most Brooklyn answer ever. Really I th- no, I think that I, is absolutely enchanting. I, I'll, I'll stand by that because I did surf in Maui. And uh, I, I, that's sort of like that one time I look back at some footage I have of this from like 12 years ago when I was in college. And I'm like, that was meant to be me in my alter ego of my second world. Oh, someday. You look so sad right now. Someday, Pete. Don't be sad. Um, I also wanted to point out, because I meant to say this at the top, that I've got a Taylor on either side of me right now. Victoria Taylor, Pete Taylor. I'm in the middle with Lewis over here. It's It's going to be a parent trap right here. It's a buddy comedy. It's It's a buddy comedy waiting to happen. I can't say Taylor sandwich because that would make you guys the middle. That's true. So I'm 
the filling. I'm confused something. now. That's I'll hilarious, actually, Taylor Sandwich. Because most people say yeah. Taylor Sandwich when they're talking about the middle, but that's not, if you're like a chicken salad sandwich, it's not that's something true. in the middle. Just my little um, totally relevant point for today. Uh, Speaking of uh, musicians with a lot of alter egos, you really can't mention that without talking about David Bowie. And uh, he's someone who did have a very strong connection to his fans and really experimented a lot with music, with media, with visuals, representing himself in different ways. And I'm not sure if you know this, but in 1995, he created... um, an app of sorts called the Verbicizer to help him mm. be more creative in his lyric writing. He was very fond of using things like the Eno cards and other forms of technology to um, help him boost his already profound and magnificent creativity. Mm. Um, well, how do you feel technology can make people more creative? Or do you feel that technology can make people more creative? That's an awesome question. You know, I've never... I'm looking for a video of him playing. I'm going to go home right now and check that out. But I, David Bowie just is such a legend. And, um, you know, it's, it's true. You do need to stimulate your creativity using words and video. Uh, Plug opens up some new possibilities for creating video content. What I'd hope that uh, the world would use Plug to create, aside from, you know, promotional videos, you know, to actually sell a product, to plug your product, uh, I'd hope they'd be creating videos um, that would sort of let them tell you what they're thinking in their head without actually saying it, um, you know, in contrast to what you're seeing on the screen. Subtitles is, is one thing, but being able to actually create, say, video memes, right? It, it, I think we've just come across the beginning of video memes. It's like you're seeing video footage and like some one-liner on top. But think about how far you could take that if you had the option to um, work with multiple clips and multiple lines of text within seconds. What sort of messages would you be saying? And, yeah, so you don't have to say what's... Uh, What's actually coming out of your mouth? I mean, you, you can you can let the world see from your your perspective using text and video together. You also don't need to say anything in front of the camera with plug. Uh, you can you can just take a video of a sunset and put together a poem. Slowly input that poem as the sun starts to set, and you can speed that video up at the sunset so it goes down within like thirty seconds. You know, <laughs> Is you this know. a real established case use? <laughs> <laughs> at one time, uh, you know. You know, you don't, I'm saying is too many people are not creating videos right now because they're shy. They're just, they don't want to be in front of the camera, you know, and, and that's, that's not fair to those people. Um, it, we all have stage fright at some point, you know, in our life. And I think a lot of us shouldn't have stage fright now. We're actually very social people, but we have that one time when we just got laughed at because, you know, we look like a fool in front of the camera or on stage or something. So I'm hoping that plug will, uh, let you create silent videos that have a big, powerful message to them. I like to say this a lot. The world is now telling stories with video and plug makes it possible for everyone to have a voice. That's beautiful. And it's really, I mean, especially for, for certain kinds of stories, really solves a technical problem of incorporating your text or your voice um, into a video. Having done video production, I can tell you how difficult it often is to capture dialogue or very specific spoken words when you're recording on the street or in a place Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of background noise and having the ability to put that in later and still have it be a very important part of the story is really huge for a lot of narrative storytellers. I think there's a huge narrative potential um, with plug. Well, I was, I mean, I was thinking about using it for making my own foreign language tutorials. Like, you know, you could... Tutorials, yeah. Yeah, you could be like, Bonjour, je voudrais un coca avec glace. And then it would have the, you know, the English subtitles. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. What does that mean, Victoria? Hello, I would like a Coca-Cola with ice. 
There you go. And like, so there's no yeah. cats in this video. No, there are yeah. no cats in this video. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't believe there are. It. Um, there are lots of caption tools out there. There's hundreds. They're all over the web. You know, but the reality is that they require that you create a complicated, complex video with timestamps and start points and endpoints for every individual word that nobody has time to work on. Nobody yeah. has time to do that, you know. So the whole point of plug is to make it so that, you know, even a novice user, someone who's four years old or someone who's 80 years old can comfortably start creating videos like that to translate, um, you know, the words that are coming out of their, out of their mouth. Uh, and just the thing about narrative, and I think a lot of people are not really realizing this, and I, and I, I think I, I was able to get ahead of this by patenting my technology a few years ago before this really became obvious, but we are uh, now watching videos silently. Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think he really realized this uh, a few years ago um, when he suddenly turned on autoplay for videos. I think he, he said to himself, oh, we're just making it easier for the world to suddenly, uh, you know, see content, which is true. It was awesome. It was a great feature. Then he bought Instagram, did the same thing Instagram. Next thing you know, Instagram has autoplay. It did do that. It's a great thing. But at the same time, it has changed the way we actually absorb content. It, the way we re react to, to video content is now very different than it was five years ago because we no longer have to pause iTunes. There you go. See, so this yeah. way you can be listening to this podcast and watching yeah. a fantastic video, thanks exactly. to Plug. Yeah, you totally got it. I mean, I, I watch friends of mine upload video content every day, and, and it's rare that one of them is actually adding text to their video, and it's rare that they're actually cutting their scenes up so that you're only seeing the most important content, um, you know, because you only have like 15 seconds to capture your, your viewer. I want to see the cat being pulled in a box at high speeds, you know, right away. I don't want to have a, it, right? no, this is a real thing. I'll show it to you after, after the show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of, of, you know, using tools like plug to build awareness of bands. So taking that to the next level, the bands within sci-fi movies themselves, like think of the star Wars cantina band, which apparently has the name figuring down in the modal nodes. <laughs> How do you think they promote their work in the star Wars universe? Obviously there's no substitute for a live show at your local cantina, but mm. you know how hypothetically extrapolating to the biggest extreme, do you think that bands in the future or in a galaxy far, far away would, could, should promote their work? <laughs> what a funny concept. Uh, definitely lyric video. Yeah. They'd have to create a lyric video. I think that they did one in the Star Wars reboot when George Lucas remade the original trilogy and added yeah. enhanced elements. They added a music video for the band. I'm going to go watch that today. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, for those who don't know, a lyric video is a music video with text. You know, it's... Um, it started off just as like a karaoke video back in the day. I mean, YouTube was the home base for lyric videos. Um, and this was sort of the, the very beginning of text-driven videos, which have now become the biggest type of you know, video content you see online. Um, and lyric videos at the time were just simple, boring-looking karaoke videos. It was just like a blue screen or a picture of a band or something with a bunch of lyrics on top that popped in, pop, popped out. And now it's become something much more than that. Uh, and, and Plug gives you the, the ability to create these lyric videos in real time and add the effects that your fans really would want to see to feel like, um, you know, to sort of match the emotion of the song. Um, I think uh, for Star Wars, though, a lyric video would be great because... Uh, you know, there's just, I remember there's like a video of them dancing left and right and they look like little Martians. It's so cute. <laughs> it would just be the funniest gift to use and just add lyrics one at a time. But the best part is that they speak a language that we do not speak. So they'd have to use emoticons to tell their story with, with. <laughs> or emoji. Victoria is making that devious face because emojis. one of our earlier interviews today was with Yi Ying who designs emoji. So we were talking about uh, 
that in the, the future of visual of communication. communication. Oh. Is he from outer space? He probably is. She is she. an alien with extraordinary ability. It says on her passport. That's what she relayed to no us way. earlier. Yes. True story. Wow, actually, I think we're discover- making discovery here. I know really she's are. super cool. I won't well, tell we had she, that painting right there. She did that was that. that was her gift. That's to me. her gift to Victoria. Oh, nice. Wasn't that sweet? Well, we uh, had a we had we? a bit of a shower thought earlier today, which was. We were talking about Dune because we were talking about musicians in videos, musicians in movies. And since Sing starred in Dune, does that just make it one long music video? Oh, God, Sting. (laughs) Poor Sting. I love Sting. Poor Sting. I I, I love Sting. Sting is still cool with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Going back to the police, like... I just, I, at Berkeley, I went to the Berkeley College of Music, great music school in Boston. Uh, and I just remember, you know, it, it, if there was a rock band that was going to be played by the professor to actually show you, like, this is a great song, like, that was an honor at Berkeley or any music school you're at. So, and Sting was like, or the police was like that rare group. They're like, let's just spend 10 minutes listening to the police. <laughs> right? And it's just, just listen to the way the song progresses, man. Just listen to the way that chorus just pops in and the time signature change and the key signature. Yeah, just listen, man. That's true music. And so I love Sting because he's an idol for all different types of people. But um, yes, yeah, Sting is like a walking music video. <laughs> and, and I'm gonna, I, I actually, honestly, I watched him. I don't know if you saw this. He was on the Colbert, the late show with Colbert last week. Got to go to CBS.com and, and buy their $10 a month pass to start streaming free late night with Colbert because like some of the best stars are on it. And Sting just walked on and it was like a blast from the past. And everybody was kind of joking about this as he just suddenly came on because he looks no different now than he did 30 years ago. But that's reassuring. That's what we need in a world where we've lost George Michael and our beloved David Bowie. We need Sting. Yeah. RIP. Yeah, definitely. Sting. He's so cool. But I remember watching him talk to Colbert and as he was answering interviews, he was literally rocking his shoulders. He's like a con- he's like constantly dancing as he talks. It's so. yoga. It's how he stays so limber. He is doing yoga twenty four seven. I heard. So, so you think Dune qualifies as a gigantic music video? Yes. And if you put on the subtitles, it's a lyric video. Yes, yes. I can't look at Sting without seeing. I did hear a story about Sting randomly showing up when a couple of actors were doing karaoke because actors love to do karaoke, and (laughs) Sting walked in and picked up the microphone and sang. Of course, not one of his own songs. He sang some random song out of the catalog and just blew everyone away Then just smiled very politely puts the microphone back and are we leave. sure that wasn't oh. Bill Murray dressed as Sting uh, <laughs> I don't know if Bill Murray's got those pipes he has many many fine qualities oh, but I don't think he can uh, yeah. he's got those pipes it, oh. but he <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds like a Bill Murray story to don't, me don't mess with Bill Murray well I wouldn't I I <laughs> we were looking at the list of the top 100 sci-fi themed songs of all time and then Preeti informed me that Janelle Monae's Wonderland, which made the list, that she's actually a plug fan. Uh, yes, she's uh, she's part of our, my network. Uh, and uh, yes, we talked with not she personally right now, but we work with her um, her label Wonderland Records, uh, which manages her social media content. Uh, Janelle is, is 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 too cool right now for me to hang out with, but uh, but I, I think I, w- I will be able to get to a point where I can say she is personally a fan of of Plug, uh, but uh, <laughs> not quite yet. But uh, Janelle um, and Wonderland Records, uh, she's just a phenomenal musician. I mean, she's one of the few artists on the radio that I can actually be like, wow, this is inspiration to me. Um, she started one of her earlier records off with with in, in, with the symphony. She wrote music for a full orchestra, and and 
for me, this sort of touches me at the heart because that's what I studied was classical music and and uh, Debussy, uh, you know, Ravel. So to hear that this 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 R and B pop star who's able to create beautiful symphonic music and is also um, a sci-fi nerd and now like a celebrity actor. It's like, I've got like such a crush on, on Janelle Monae um, for that reason. Um, but yeah, I do think she's from another planet. I think everyone from her record, uh, Wonderland Records is from another planet, especially Jadena. I don't know if you guys have followed Jadena yet. He's an up and coming, actually he's not up and coming rapper. That dude is, is killing it right now uh, on the charts. But uh, he's, if you ever just go search for Jadena and this guy's got some style from another planet. Who are some other people who you think are really using Plug in a really compelling way? Um, well, right now, um, Plug is uh, an invite-only app. We're working with record labels through Los Angeles so that we can start creating content for their fans uh, first, and then we can test out the technology. When you're inventing a technology, you have to be very cautious with who gets their hands on it, um, especially as you're going through the tedious process of patenting. It. So, um, so we haven't opened our doors to everyone yet, but just last week we were working with Grace and Chance who blew up on the Ellen show a few years back and none of us probably know who he is, but if there's a teenager in the room, ask your teenage daughter, she is probably like, Oh my God, I had such a crush on him. Yeah. He just <laughs> blew up doing a cover of Lady Gaga and Ellen brought him to the top of the charts. And now he's in the UK working with, um, Armand von Buren's record label, which is like the Skrillex of the UK, even bigger. You get insulted if I said he was Skrillex. Um, but yeah, we know Armin Van Buren. He's yeah. very popular here. As well. Yeah, he's been around for like 10, 15 years if you're yeah. into EDM. We uh, created a lyric video for Grace and Chance. He's got a new hit coming out soon with, um, you know, with, with another uh, EDM artist. And and the uh, response was great. We got, we had great, very positive response. Like, yeah, you know, we love this lyric video. It's like something they normally would have paid $1,500 for. And we created it for free within seconds. Uh, and, uh, you know, just using a tap functionality on her phone. But the response we got was something we really didn't expect. Um, they said, uh, we don't want to use it right now because we think it's a threat. A threat. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, this is a threat to his music video. Oh, to his official. Oh, to the non-lyric version of his video. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it was a very unexpected response. I mean, his management team wanted to use it. We, every, it, it looks awesome. It's I'm like... What an indirect compliment. <laughs> I know. I was about to say, that's what I was, was going to get to. And at first I was like, oh, this is a bummer. But, you know, and I thought about it. I'm like, this is the best response. And to any tech startups out there, this is the best response you can get for your product is if they say it's a threat. Do you think you can fix the subtitles in everything now? Because, you know, when you'll have a movie that has white subtitles and it's a mostly snow film, and you can't see the darn subtitles for most of the film. Like, <laughs> I love that. Actually. Is there a way that plug can fix? <laughs> That's like nostalgia for me, but yeah. Right, yeah. Fix subtitles? Well, um, uh, I don't want to say plug is a subtitle tool. Okay. Um, it, creating subtitles is a different game. And uh, Facebook just announced that they're going to start using um, probably uh, an API to Google's speech-to-text technology, but they're going to borrow from Google's technology and make it possible for um, text to be automatically transcribed um, as uh, by looking at your video. So hopefully within the next year, subtitles are going to be um, automatically added to your video 
on Facebook. So subtitles hopefully are going to be less of a goal for everyone out there. What Plug lets you do is create videos. You're actually building a video that's driven by text and it's using captions and very likely it's not words that are coming out of your mouth. For a musician, it might be um, the end of the day, they just finished a show and they want to say a thank you to New York City for, for coming to their performance. Well, right now what they have to do is just write a caption and then upload a picture. Uh, if they were tech savvy, they might have had Facebook Live going during that show. But you know, maybe they want to do something more than that. Maybe they captured some great moments on their phone and they want to be able to share that with the world. Plug will let them um, put together a short, powerful message. Maybe I love or I heart NYC. They'll separate each of those words onto different lines. Be and then they will pin a video, a different video from their, their, their tour, their show to every different line. And then they will hit record and start tapping. As they tap their screen for the first time, the word I pops on over their first video. Then they tap it again, love pops up, and the video automatically changes with them. And then they tap it next time, New York City pops up, and then that third video is following with it. You've just brought a skeleton to life. You built it in the first 10 seconds just by pinning those videos to your clips. And now, within another 10 seconds, you've finished your video. It's very meaningful. It says, thank you to New York. It used real footage, and it can be read on any phone, um, without headphones, you just created something that would have taken an hour for most people. If you look at the steps that go into actually creating all of those layers of text and video, even on a short five-second clip, something that used to take that long can now be done within five seconds. Um, and uh, and I'm drifting, and I'm totally forgetting no, what no, your no, question was. That is like the most <laughs> beautiful the description. Oh, yeah, you were explaining the okay. difference between No, no that was amazing. What and was the specific question again? I think I... Oh, it was about um, white subtitles on snowy. Buildings. Oh yeah, subtitles. Okay, I was talking about Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so getting back to, <laughs> getting back to that. This is a really big, actually kind of frightening thing. What's happening right now? Google. Um, three years ago, Google said they were invent inventing this new thing called speech to text tech, speech to text technology. They told the world that they were. It was a solution to the problem that was starting to affect the entire world, which is that the world was expecting videos by content creators, meaning not only musicians, but also YouTubers or uh, moms and dads who, who have a fan base, which is their family. Um, you know, uh, unboxing videos, unboxing videos, tutorial videos. In fact, the two biggest video searches on YouTube are makeup videos and food videos. Those are the two oh, biggest tutorial videos. Tutorials are right? such a huge, huge deal on YouTube that some of the YouTube stars that they profiled a couple of years ago in a billboard series throughout New York, almost all of the women were doing makeup tutorials. And you want to think <laughs> that maybe it was a little bit, you know, they all gender biased, but mm -hmm. their their makeup tutorials are incredibly popular. In fact, yep. I think I was telling Victoria one time I decided to cut my own bangs. Several times <laughs> I decided to cut my own bangs. And uh, the tutorial video that I used is the same one that Hannah Horvath uses in an episode of Girls. Like everybody is watching that <laughs> How to Cut Side Bangs uh, video. Yeah. And it worked. It did. Yeah, makeup is an art form. And there should be a tutorial for every single art form out there. The problem is that there's not. You know, there are hundreds of millions of talented people out there who are searching today at 5.30 p.m. They're going to get out of work and they're going to have something to tell the world. You know, maybe it's um, maybe they just figured out, maybe they just put new makeup on their face and they want to show the world how they did it. Maybe they're about to create some sort of new dinner that they, and a new recipe and they want to show you how they made it. You know, maybe it's a musician who just created this awesome chord progression and they want to show you what the chords are while they play it. These videos and many more, or in fact, even bigger, a mom or a dad who just captured an amazing moment of their child, their little three-year-old child, but nobody can understand what they're saying to the camera except for the mom. 
Okay, this is most of the videos out there. And mom wants you to know. They want you to know what the kid's saying because it might be something really funny that everybody would want to read. And Plug is finally going to give that mom and everyone else the possibility to make this actually happen. That's, that is so beautiful. And besides <laughs> redefining the connection between video, text, and music for audiences, hmm. apparently, as Papriti, you make furniture? <laughs> Hustle, yes. What don't you do, Pete? What don't you do? You know, when you are put into, I think everybody can relate to this, when you're thrown into um, the, the shark tank, like, you got to find a way to get out. You got to build a boat? You got you got to build a boat. You got Using beautiful found wood? Beautiful <laughs> found wood. Well, you know, I, uh, you know I'm, I'm that guy. I, I dropped out of college. I dropped out of music school, got a job right away with Apple. Realized I didn't want that nine to five job for the rest of my life. Quit my job, moved to Los Angeles to try to make it as a, as a hit songwriter. Didn't become a hit songwriter, did get to work with the President of the United States. It's actually a lot better than I thought. Uh, being a, hit, a lot better than running a pop track for, uh, you know, some, some up-and-coming pop singer. So I'm very proud of that decision. But, uh, you know, sometimes the best thing to do is to just get up and go and start over again. And so I left Los Angeles, moved to New York City. And, um, you know, I think everybody out there from New York can relate to this. It's just so hard to survive here. It's harder than ever before. I did some math recently and calculated this and realized that in order for you to afford a one-bedroom within 45 minutes of where we are now in Chelsea, Manhattan, within a 45-minute commute in order to afford your own one-bedroom, you have to be making over 80000 a year to get a one-bedroom, which means if you expect privacy in your life or if you're someone who just for some reason cannot live with a roommate, which we, many of us have these reasons, you've you got to be high income in order to, to live on your own, unless you can handle that hour to an hour and a half commute that just ends up being two hours in the winter at two in the morning, you know? So, um, I, I learned that, uh, and I learned that the hard way. Um, man, I, I moved, uh, I moved into the one apartment that was, that was made available to me. A friend was moving out of a great apartment in Greenwich Village and he's like, Hey, do you want to just take over for me? And at the time I was this guy running a startup, trying to make, trying to find a way to create this app, trying to find a way to find developers and build a team. I had uh, the music industry from Los Angeles that was on my back, was like on my side. They all wanted to work with me. You know, some of these these big, big figures in LA that were out there winning Grammy Awards were like, yeah, we're totally on your side, but you got to go and do it first. You got to make the product. I was like, you know, so I, you know, I talked about pressure right there, um, but motivation at the same time. And uh, so I'm in New York City and I'm living in this apartment. My, my, my fiance at the time was like, okay, um, so I just got some great news. I got into NYU. I got into their dual, their dual master's degree, the only degree in the country that allows her to get a degree in social work and psychology at the same time. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, it was a bittersweet moment as we realized that this is the greatest opportunity for her ever. And, but it's also going to be the hardest, hardest situation for us because for the next four years, I'm going to have to be growing my company and supporting two of us and paying college loans and covering grad school at the same time, you know, and I think a lot of us are going through this right now, you know, and, and, you know, I, I didn't realize that was going to be my life five or six years ago when I was in college and I was going to be some, you know, big hot shot. It's like, you, you don't realize that, you know, you don't realize that the, the path to becoming that hot shot um, is, is much different than, you know, than, than anyone has ever told you it's going to be. So I'm sitting there in New York City and my apartment in Greenwich Village, tiny 260 square feet microscopic, which is actually the average size for a Greenwich Village apartment. Don't let them lie to you when they say 500 square feet. <laughs> Is not 500 square feet. It's probably around two, 250 to 300. And I'm sitting there and I built a table um, for my home recording studio space because uh, I couldn't afford to buy one of my own. And uh, I had actually bought wood from eBay, a woodcutter in um, 
somewhere in upstate New York. He was, he sent me this live edge wood. Live edge wood is, it's wood that just looks like it's straight off the tree. It hasn't been sanded on the sides. It's beautiful. It's got the bark on it. It still has dirt on it. Sometimes there's even bugs in that package you get in the mail. <laughs> I sanded that down, use a YouTube video tutorial <laughs> to uh, there you go. learn how to use polyurethane and uh, how to add a sealant and all. And I did, I did it myself, bought some table legs online as well, learned how to, you know, drill them in. It looked pretty good. My wife, my, my fiance looks at me, she's like, why don't you just try selling tables? It's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I, I don't know, maybe make some more tables and see what happens. I was like, well, okay. So I was like, maybe this could work. I, I don't know. So we kind of cleared out the apartment. She went on a four-day trip, summer trip, to be with her girlfriends in the woods, went on a camping trip. She came back. She walked in the door. No lie. The entire apartment was filled with sawdust. That's amazing. <laughs> she looks at me. I'll never forget this moment. I wasn't expecting her to be home at that hour. I'm covered in sawdust. My, I have these giant headphones on because the sound of the sound's so loud when you're using electric sander. Um, I'm, I stink. I'm covered in like, you know, pine tar, every freaking chemical in the world yeah. is all over me. I've got this face mask on. You can't even see my eyes are covered in sawdust. I'm holding the drill in one hand and I'm holding, um, I'm dripping with sweat. It's summer. If you ever building furniture in Manhattan in the summer, oh, oh my man. God. Special vocation. And you could actually see my laptop was on in the corner of the room as I was um, also finishing up uh, the prototype for my app. And I had just been going back and forth and having a conversation. And, and my fiance, Corrine, walks in the door and she just stands there in silence and just looks, just gives me this straight face, looks around, realizes she's the one who probably caused this in the first place by saying I should <laughs> make the tables. Doesn't say a thing, turns around, walks out the door. <laughs> goes goes and spends some time at her friend's house while I clean all that shit up. <laughs> and that's sort of been like our life for the last three years. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I've, uh, I, I thought I was only going to build five tables. That uh, Those five tables, I built them. And before I knew it, half of Manhattan started walking to my apartment asking if they could buy these reclaimed tables. And I realized that the people who were buying these tables were much bigger than I thought they were. You know, these aren't just couples who are moving in and getting married and looking for a nice, you know, a nice table, like they're, they're businesses, you know, they have money, they have, they have curiosity, they work in tech, they work in law, they work in everything that I need in order to grow my company. So I changed things up a little bit on my Craigslist ad, instead of saying that uh, I wanted you to respond to that, that alias that Craigslist gives you, 05522 at craigslist.org. I said, respond to Pete Taylor and my at gmail.com totally changed the game because all of a sudden I was seeing who was running to me and I got to actually browse through like a hundred listings and realized that, you know, and look up, the, I just did like a quick search on LinkedIn. I mean, they have public profiles and I was realizing these people were, that were walking in my door, like I kind of prepared ahead of time. Like, so they would walk in my door and it became like a pattern. Um, over that first year, I built over 150 tables and, um, you know, I think one out of five people was interested in plug. They would see my prototype on my laptop and one out of like 10 would want to do something to help me. And they'd take me out afterwards. Um, and before I knew it, you know, my tables were blowing up. Like, uh, I think Victoria's Secret ended up featuring them in their uh, clothing line last spring. If you look, I still have, it's online, it's in the brochure, but like, you know, I just remember opening it up, Victoria's Secret featured it, and I'm like, how, this is a crazy, crazy experience. And then ABC Disney featured it on one of their home remodeling shows uh, on the web. And this, all these great things were, all these great things were happening. I was making a lot of cash from it, but at the same time, I realized that I had to find a way to pay for my future. 
to get by, to survive, to build my company. It just wasn't happening. So I was really about to give up. And uh, I said, let me try this one more time. I think I could change my furniture line a little bit, make a little bit more money off this and, and make enough so that I can finish my MVP, my prototype, and get into the hands of the investors who who are on my radar. All I wanted to meet at that time was someone who knew the music industry inside and out and someone who knew technology inside and out. There's a few of them in this city that are blowing up in both fields and I need to find a way to meet them. All of a sudden, in walks Google's head of music development into my apartment saying he wants a table. Matt Farrell. He sits down and he says, uh, I want to buy a table from you. I said, dude, I'll give you a free table if you can just check out this app and just start hanging out with me and find some way to make this app grow. And the dude's like, he checked it out and he loved it right away. The next day he brought me into Google's headquarters and, um, you know, we talked a little bit next week, we were getting a beer third week. We were signing him on, uh, you know, to the company, you know, Victoria is so verklempt right now. <laughs> she can't get words uh, out. <laughs> no. And you know, you know that, and Matt has been, uh, a, a big, uh, a big help to the company by bringing him onto the company. We were able to bring on some great developers. Um, it, the, the, you know, you just start climbing up the ladder from that point on. You have to have a team to every startup out there. You have to build that team from the start. Don't try to be that single co-founder. Don't try to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. It's not going to happen, man. It's not 2004 anymore. Investors are not looking for single CEOs anymore who want to run the game. You got to be able to build a team and, and, and develop your product on your own first before you even go for a seat at this point, you know, so the pressure's on, but you can make it happen. So what I suggest is to, um, is to my little moral of the story is that, um, you know, sometimes the back door is easier to get through than the front. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing this story with us. You are welcome. Oh my gosh! So you really might cry. Like, I know. Like I'm like really cry. like emotional right now. I actually wait, I have to wait say, till my I movie only, comes out. I knew about half of the story. Sixties. Mm. Most of the world the actually story. does not know about the story. Um, yet. I so I did know uh, that Pete made beautiful furniture and that that's how he met his uh, his partner, but. Um, yeah, no, that's I, amazing. It's really, yep. really incredible. But I yep. feel like you and like Nick Offerman should write an inspirational book about how woodworking can change your life. Well, I wanted to. <laughs> I love it. When we were writing the questions, you would I make was it very funny. I was thinking about how when Harrison Ford was blowing up as an actor and then wasn't blowing up as an actor, he mm. turned to carpentry for a while. And Daniel Day Lewis moved to Italy and learned how to make shoes. He apprenticed mm. himself with a cobbler. And I just wanted to see Pete in the pantheon of like Harrison Ford, Daniel Day-Lewis, Pete Taylor, oh. <laughs> like all together. Oh, stop. No, that's, <laughs> I would say, not, I would not compare to those we guys. We can say that we met you way back when. Oh my God. I can say I met you guys way back when. Well, if yeah. people want to buy one of your tables or if people want to just check out plug, where can they go to follow me on Instagram? Um, you know, right now, uh, Pete, uh, my username on hashtag and Instagram is Pete Taylor NYC. I'm uploading videos that I create with Plug every day. And we're going to be uh, opening up our doors to the public very soon so that you can all start creating content, uh, you know, for your fans. Thank you, Peter. It's such an honor to have you today on Chat to the Future. Thank you. Thank you.